Hello and welcome to Island Artcast, uncovering the creative industry with me, Olivia Savage, as your host. Here we talk about all things art and each week I'll be joined by inspiring Max creatives to discuss creative careers as well as burning topics in the art world today to keep that creative mind of yours in action. Today on the show, I'm very pleased to have Chloe and Michelle with me, better known as the ladies behind the theatre duo, Hello Little People. Um, I can confirm that we are all sat together (laughs) for the first time on the podcast, so that's great. Um, If anyone's listening that's not on the island, we've now come out of lockdown and we've not made it quite to a studio, (laughs) but we've made it to a space where we can sit together, so I think that's a good start. You can see the sea, it's lovely. Yeah, we've got a great view of the sea and the construction work going on. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they don't make too much noise for us today. Um, yeah, sorry if they do. Um, so, you're within the studio today to talk about the big C word, of course I mean COVID, uh, and its effects on the arts this year, and more importantly, what we can all do to support the creative industry during this difficult time from helping independent businesses to keeping the theatres and galleries um, and these other creative institutions alive. Um, So I know all the talk at the moment is about COVID, you go on the news, you see COVID, um, and I'm sure there are times, I know I've had times when we're all in our heads going, can we just have (laughs) a break and just not think about it for, for a day or something? But I felt it was really important that I dedicated an episode to the pandemic and how the creative industry has actually shifted in 2020 and is still shifting um, in response to the current crisis. But talk about it in a more positive sense rather than, you know, you hear all this negative stuff and sometimes you need to take a step back and think, we can always make the best of a bad situation. So that's why I wanted to target this episode and see what it is that we can do to take from this positively. Um, So today on the show, we'll discuss the rise of independent businesses over the last year and why this has happened, um, what it means to perform without a physical audience, um, the long-term effects of COVID on the creative industry. So what happens next, what happens when we eventually do come out of all of this. And of course, an important topic for us on the island um, is why we need to think beyond supporting just the Isle of Man as locals and what we can do in our fortunate position when we're not in lockdown to help our fellow Manxies locally and across and why we should stay aware of what's happening in the UK as well as just here at home. And then, of course, as I do with every episode, I'll be chatting to Chloe and Michelle about their individual journeys over the past year and how they came to the point they're at today with their theatre company. Um, So firstly, thank you both so much for coming on. Thank you. It's great to have you both here. Um, As I said to you both before you came on the show, um, I thought you'd be the perfect guest for this episode because your journey with COVID started in England and you both came home. Um, and you've had to transition and that's pretty much how this theatre duo was born for you Um, and you guys felt that connection to home while you were across as well so with that can you 
start by talking us through how how little people came about initially. Um, I'm sure you've both had quite the journey, so you can let us know on how you got to this point. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, definitely, because we uh, both uh, Michelle and I were working as professional actors in the UK. So I was in London, Michelle was in Scotland, and um, we'd kind of worked together on the Isle of Man, but hadn't been really in contact for about five years. Yeah. Um, so we knew of each other, but we were both um, on similar journeys, but but very separate in, in different parts of the country. And um, when coronavirus hit, my mum uh, forced me <laughs> to come home. She said, get on a, pl- a flight as soon as you can, yeah, as soon as you can. Fine, yeah. and I And I was like, oh, mum, what's the big deal? And she was like, Chloe, you need to get home, you need to get home. And finally, after a lot of pushing, I, uh, I listened to her and ended up back on the Isle of Man. So that was March time, and obviously we were in lockdown, the UK was in lockdown. And then in July, Michelle and I just happened to both, uh, both want to meet up for a coffee, and we just went for a catch-up. We are both here creatives on the island and thought, actually, oh, we know we've got lots in common uh let's let's meet up for a coffee and an ice cream and then kind of out of that we uh we just got chatting about about how we wanted to make children's theatre over here and how there was kind of a market for it and there wasn't really anything that that we had been experiencing in the UK professionally mm-hmm. over here and we we thought well why we're here while we're here let's get on a beach and uh and do some shows for, for the public Aye, and then it's kind of snowballed certainly from there. I mean, the beach thing never actually happened. The did beach it? thing never happened. It, it kind of grew very quickly overnight. Because really, we, we were we were dead keen. We were like, we'll make a little show. We'll do it on the beach. Aye. We won't like but no tickets. No, I suppose. Did you know like, you're doing it on the Isle of Man? You weren't in like a really hot country. Oh, <laughs> you can only dream. I remember that day that we met up for an ice cream was particularly hot. So I think our visions were slightly blurred. <laughs> Probably in that every day is obviously like that. Um, yeah. and and the beach thing was going to be great. Anywho, yes. Yeah, so then from from there, things things spiked, snowballed, and we are still here. Post thinking we'd be here for two weeks. Yeah, really, total. really thought that we'd just be here for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And you know, as as everyone thought yeah, that, totally. that coronavirus wasn't going to yeah keep going this long. But you know how lucky are we? <laughs> yeah. So what is it that you wanted to like achieve? Was it like you thought that there wasn't really many stories told through? Um, like for kids with these Manx sort of heritage stories and stuff? I think Chloe and I, in essence, just wanted to have a bit of fun and wanted to share some creativity and explore um, what could be achieved on Ireland and connect with the island community because we hadn't really had a chance since, you know, leaving the island to be back and, and... create something completely original and new and and offer it directly to the Manx public. So I think we didn't really have any preconceived um, ideas as to what we were going to do. Obviously we'd never actually directly worked with one another, particularly in creating something. So I think that was part of the journey and and really just exploring what what could be available to us. Um, Yeah, we both just wanted to get creative. I mean, like the whole of the UK had kind of stopped and we had stopped for so long in lockdown that we, well certainly for me, like I was itching to do something, to yeah. do something creative, I didn't really mind what it was, um, and then to find, yeah, I think both of us had had similar kind of thoughts previously, hadn't we, and then, and then just thought, oh yeah, she, she'll, she'll do. <laughs> So she took you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's lovely to work with someone else, I think, rather than trying to achieve something by, by yourself. And yeah. because the two of us had 
lived and grown up on the island. Yeah. You almost have this bizarre, like, Manx instinct, I think, that never really leaves or, or will ever change, I don't <gasps> think. But, you know, that you can connect with the community in a way that perhaps those who haven't grown up here um, yeah. aren't, aren't as naturally inclined to do. Yeah, it's, it's funny with that Manx thing, isn't it? I found that, you know, you grow up here and you just... You live on the Isle of Man, you live and breathe the Isle of Man. And then it wasn't until I left that I became so proud to be Manx. It's <laughs> funny, really, so many people say that. Yeah, as soon as I left, I, I felt this need to always tell my friends, no, yeah. the Isle of Man's a thing. Yeah. yeah. And I was always trying to tell them what I it know. was. I know. In Freshers Week, uh, when, I, when I went across to university, it was like, where are you from? Oh my gosh, you're from an island. And then like all of this, all of these things I never had realised were quirky or were different about like living in the Isle of Man, like not saying the word R-A-T things yeah, like this yeah. that we have a fairy bridge that we have horse trams yeah, really. all of this came up and became a really big running joke throughout my whole yeah. time yeah. they start off by thinking you're really weird and then it takes time yeah <laughs> so they, they, they always think they I'm very yeah. super weird yeah, yeah. yeah. especially <laughs> I'm whistling and saying oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I mean as you both said to me before you're still quite new with this with this whole hell little people and you're what you say you're only six months old now? yeah yeah the business is six months old so i think particularly what we've both learned is is navigating running a business so yeah. you know creating it and performing work is is not necessarily the the hardest part or the most the what we're learning from the most at the moment but mm. like neither of us have really run a business particularly mm. that of, mm-hmm. of children's theater so um, and there's a lot that comes with it that we'd never really thought would happen, but here we are. Yeah, and definitely when, when you're front of house and behind the scenes, I mean, that's so much work for you guys. And um, I wanted to approach that sort of small business aspect um, of this. I mean, particularly I found with, in result of the pandemic, there's been this growth in independent businesses. I mean, across in England, but also on the island. And I'm seeing Instagram accounts coming up all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> of these new new people starting up and it'll be, be from you know you guys providing a service to people who are just just got really into knitting in lockdown or something mm-hmm. and they've managed to start something up out mm-hmm. of it um, and I was actually reading an article I mean I mentioned this to you guys already before we went on recording um, I was reading an article the other day where it was the former COD of, of Saatchi was talking about how much this becoming this sort of rise in smaller independent businesses and the potential fall for the larger uh, corporate agencies because of the level of agility and adaptability that smaller businesses have um, when you have this sort of smaller team and there's less sort of regulations and stuff to go through um, because there's only so few of you whereas these these bigger agencies and they've got to have so-and-so approve it and so-and-so approve it and so-and-so approve it and then by the time it gets to market people are just getting more bored kind of thing and I mean even without COVID there was this growth because of social media growing and getting this power um, over having rapid access to things like really quick access and you can find everything that you need instantly Um, but then you throw COVID into the mix and that's emphasized even more and everything's needing to shift so quickly and I think that's probably to do with why independent businesses are growing you know do you guys find that that sort of applied to you do you find that your growth has been quite quick in terms of the response from the public yeah it's definitely we we've definitely grown a lot very very quickly um i think a lot of our success 
is perhaps down to, and I suppose that is tied to COVID, uh, the captive market that is currently on the island, in that effectively we are providing a service which is like very few other places in the world right now that we are able to interact directly with audience members. Um, so I think in terms of what the islands achieved, we are we are successful because one of the reasons is because of the the footfall and the and the sheer amount of people still here during holiday periods and whatnot. Mm. Um, and this general kind of feeling of I personally think that, that there's a feeling of wanting to do things on the Isle of Man because we can yeah, because definitely. you we realise how lucky we are and actually yeah you do want to go to the theatre or you do want to go out and, and see this fun day that's happening or, or whatever it is in the community, not just our events, but mm-hmm. across the board in the Isle of Man, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a push to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And picking up on your, on your point before about businesses growing, um, like for example, you know, I've learned to knit and now I'm selling scarves and, it's, and it's, it is, an, I think it's an Instagram uh, trend or, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, social media certainly is helping that. But I wonder if there's been a, increase in creativity and people having more time to connect with their inner creative yeah. and, and be able to invest in something that perhaps they've never really had the time to do before. And, and I just think, I think that's so yeah. inspiring and great and just like how wonderful to see in this time of like, you know, uncertainty yeah. or whatever else to actually have found the creativity yeah. and to be able to make it into a small business or to be able to yeah. share it with other people mm-hmm. is really magical and really great yeah when you can't connect with anything else in yeah, the world physically. then like you know so much is changing to connect to your inner creative and 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 connect to knitting needles and yeah. have that as a sense of security is is super cool and i think that's just wonderful i hope that continues as we yeah so do i yeah go definitely through. i feel like it's a positive that's come both out of lockdown but also post lockdown i feel like lockdown sparked a whole lot of people to go i'm gonna get creative now i've got this more time but Mm -hmm. then when we came out of lockdown there was a whole new group of people going i can i can get out again i can do stuff i want to do stuff and they Mm -hmm. want to go and learn more about our heritage and get outside on the island yeah Mm -hmm. but they also want to both on island and across they want to just be doing more and I feel like people are finding this creativity in them both during and post lockdown which is amazing to see that it can have such positive reactions but I feel like in your case it's definitely helped to the whole heritage side of things and so many more people are saying all the time you know I've learned so much more about our island since coming out of lockdown than I did before Covid even happened I feel like because you guys take those stories and you had like June and the Beanstalk at Christmas which puts a nice spin on things as well as telling Max stories is is really good for for right now in particular you know that's so cool yeah um for sure i think that we're really inspired by manx stories and i think what we were just saying before like when when i left the isle of man i didn't really i wasn't really in touch with all of these things and Mm -hmm. since coming back and it's it's not just because of lockdown and because of the reason why I came back, but actually just having this time as an adult now, looking really carefully at these stories and uh, this culture, and actually taking it in. Whereas before, I was just you know just a kid, just yeah. it, almost I was itching to get off and to to do whatever else. And now it's actually about taking it all in for how how awesome it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, speaking of the positives that have come out of COVID, I wanted to talk about. Um, what's going to happen to the creative industry post-COVID when we do get there, because we will get there one day. <laughs> um, you know, the the longer that we are in this position where we're unable to 
operate within this industry as we usually would, we're seeing more and more sort of adapted methods um, to still sharing that creativity. So particularly in the UK, um, they're taking more sort of more actions than I think the Isle of Man is to have uh, still operating creative industry because they're still in lockdown. Um, for example, like music acts like Justin Bieber and these other big names and stuff—they're doing like virtual concerts so that you can still watch them. Um, There's—I was reading, I was watching something on the news that was about um, this production company called Doorstop Productions, and uh, they basically you can book for them to have. Uh, mm -hmm. actors come to your doorstep and they'll perform um, a musical number or a number of musical numbers right outside your door so that you can still have that experience and I mean um, Martin, for those who don't know we have uh, Martin with us who was on episode 1 on the arts team doing the, doing the behind the scenes work but you were telling me this morning about the, the thing on BBC that you're watching last night and there was um, the musicals they got to play. Yeah, 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 and that they were they were playing backwards, so the the camera was at the back of the really stage. Really interesting. I thought that yeah. was the most interesting thing about yeah, the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, basically, they, they're in the seats. These these actors, right? And they're they're performing, and there's lights sort of all over the seats. That's sort of it was sick. Yeah, space. they turned the theatre around, and fun, Martin, we're clearly on the same page because as you were <laughs> saying that, I was I was thinking I very much about. about <laughs> look at and the, uh, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I thought that was cool. As in, as in, they, you know, they've got to shake it up, and they've got, using a theatre in a different way is is a benefit of something that's perhaps come out of of the of, of this time that, that that wouldn't have been there before. Yeah, because they all had to be social distanced. So exactly. all the musicians that were this huge orchestra couldn't sit next to each other. So yeah. they were in the auditorium on C, E and F and, and whatever else, <laughs> as, as far away from each other as possible. Yeah. Uh, but really interesting, it. but yeah. still doing it, still yeah. Still doing it, yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, I think as well, um, as a community, I mean, I suppose we kind of touched on this before, people wanting to, to learn more about the Isle of Man, but also across, there's just the sense of togetherness, sort of growing as a community, um, and people wanting to, enable these theatre companies and music acts to keep going because we realise how much we really need creativity in the world, I think more so with the pandemic coming in and sort of to help our mental health and stuff. Um, so what do you guys think are the positives that can come out of the effects that COVID has had on the creative industry, mm -hmm. whether that's the way that we operate and the way that businesses operate or just how we respond to that as the community? How do you guys think that will reflect positively? I think it's great to look at all the positives that are going to come out of it. I think it's, it's we've got to kind of appreciate that theatre is not happening as well in the UK, and mm -hmm. and actually that's really really sad. And there's a you know we need to put the UK, you know there's it's 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 awful. There's just nothing happening, and we've mm. got so many friends that there's nothing happening. Then there's nothing going to happen, and I'm personally like really worried for for not only theatre itself, but but Chloe and I both went through drama school training mm -hmm. and the thought of going to drama school now is just not a thing and yeah it's, it's just really difficult yeah. to to like feel for all these people who are 
in a position that we were in however many years ago that like wouldn't be able to go and study now or wouldn't even be what's the about point that. because or even you're training just, for an industry that is non-existent yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and all the people who are just regular working actors mm-hmm. um that it's going to be really difficult to get a job even when things yeah. do happen yeah. even though it was really hard to get a job in the first yeah. place yeah. yeah um it's it's really sad i think because so many people are isolated at the moment particularly in the uk mm-hmm. um i'm a pilates instructor as well and, and i was speaking to a, a girl who attended one of my classes last week and she'd been working from home she'd just changed jobs she's met all of her colleagues virtually never seen them in real life she was feeling super isolated and she went to this one pilates class and she said she felt so much better on zoom yeah no, no, no. So she came to a, a real life class in, in the Isle of Man. Oh, right. And but she'd been working on online oh, I see, I see. for many for many weeks, and it just you know gone through Christmas, and she'd felt so 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 much better just by mm. attending this one class. So putting that to the creative industries, I think if if people realise that by attending the you know they'll grab onto the chances to go to the theatre and and interact far more with the arts to give them that sense of community and and togetherness that I think so many people will be craving. Um, I think it's really tricky to speak about the UK from our perspective because we left in March and we have not been part of that really really awful time um and and i and i kind of don't feel in the right place to to kind of comment on how they must be feeling because we just can't we can't empathize to the extent that that they are going through i think i really hope to see like almost like a new movement of creativity come out of this you know all through like the 20th century there were so many, all these radical things happening every decade and so mm. many new movements coming out with art and music and theatre and all these different things. And I, I really hope there's like a new one that comes out mm. post-COVID. Sort of people are realising that they've got to physically work differently and that sort of... Yeah, yeah. You know. I do think I do think there is a sense of working differently and being adaptable. I think like yeah. uh, on a really general scale, I think everybody kind of feels like that because we've had everything shook up and we've had, it, we've had yeah. to adapt. Mm-hmm. That I think that maybe we'll be more uh, more in tune to doing that. Looking at finding solutions more creatively than perhaps... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, then yeah. you can't, can't do something so I won't do it. Then how can we make it work? Yeah, yeah. I hope, yeah, I think there's a sense of hope and I would, I would love to share that sense of hope that things will, will be shaken up. I always think about the education system and I, I find the structure of GCSEs and A-level is quite difficult to... to believe in and, and and I hope that perhaps COVID and everything's just obviously been shaken up that it might bring this kind of renewed fresh renewed education definitely. system that I think would just be absolutely wonderful and more focus on the arts and and really making it so much more accessible for for everyone I know you mentioned the the group of the theatre company going to people's doors yes. I yeah. think that's wonderful but I would also hope that that's accessible for everyone because that's that's an expensive thing, you know. Not everyone's yeah. going to be able to pay for a theatre production to come to their doorstep. Mm-hmm. But how amazing if that was a thing! And and also, yeah. I think part of theatre is the community and mm-hmm. the, in is in the act of sharing that experience live, yeah, with other people in the room and other people that you don't know, and that 
general feeling and I think recorded theatre is amazing and it's so so great to be able to watch the National Theatre from our homes and things like that but I do think there's something irreplaceable about being in a room with other people and sharing that community experience yeah that energy um, that you find from an actor directly onto an audience yeah yeah and even from an audience member just experiencing that um that's why we are desperate myself and Michelle at times just like we want to go to the theatre we want to go and watch yeah. whatever's on at the Gaiety or whatever's on at the Villa because of that community experience and I, I just really look forward to the day when you know the UK and everybody can do that again Yeah, it sounds a bit ridiculous but vibrations like sound the sound vibrations that you would feel you know from from some someone's energy an actor directly onto an audience or um you know that we're lucky enough on the island to be able to go to a yoga class or something in that shared community shared like vibrations of of being to being you just don't get through live zoom and da 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 so yeah. i hope that that is um the the importance of that and the the, the, what can come of that is is uh, what's the word rewarded is what comes back after applauded. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to physicalise my sentence. <laughs> Could Doesn't you do that work. in interpretive dance <laughs> for, everybody? Everybody. for a podcast? Really? Because <laughs> yeah. we film this now just for that little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think what's been good as well, like the physical experience, is obviously amazing, and I I really love that that's been recognize that you can't just imitate that if you're going to live stream something like the thing that you're telling us about last night um with the with the musical thing on bbc and how they're not just trying to recreate the same thing expect the same response like they're putting a spin on it and they're going okay we're going to take this and we're going to realize that we're in a different position and we're actually going to capitalize on that and try and make that better um, which i think is really is really good because i feel like if they just kept trying to imitate what what it should be, that's all it's going to feel like is what it should be. So I think it's really exciting to see that people come up with these new ideas for how to still get the same feeling from their audience, whether that's musical theatre or art, and but in a totally different approach, um, which I think is a really good thing. So I know we've, we've now talked about stuff that's happening on the Isle of Man and we've talked about stuff that's happening across in the UK. Um, and I wanted to highlight this for for a moment as I mentioned at the start of the podcast I'm going to talk about this connection and why does it matter what's happening in the UK um, you know our borders are closed um, I think we're on level four now but um, resident um, non-residents can't come over and so we really have this break from the UK right now that we've never felt before we've always had some sort of connection in this um, ability to bring people from the UK over here and the ability to send us across in ways that we can't now so I wanted to talk at this point, both from your own point of views, why do you think it's important to keep that connection to the UK and sort of be mindful of what's going on across and not just sort of take ourselves away and go, okay, well, we're doing fine, so let's just leave it there. And it's, you know, why, why do you think we should keep that connection? Um, well, I think it's really, there's so many reasons, really. Obviously, the first being just empathy for, you know, yeah. other humans. And we all have friends in the UK. We all have friends further afield than the Isle of Man. And I think it's really important to stay in tune with that. I think that staying up to date with things that are happening really does influence us and how we live our lives. And just being able to be thankful and be really grateful about actually 
how awesome it is and it is like it's all these kind of cliches that everybody is saying at the minute but we are so lucky here like we genuinely are and and keeping in touch with what's happening just lets us really be thankful for what we've got and make kind of make decisions with that in mind Mm -hmm. knowing how lucky we are and knowing like kind of what the what the other side is Mm. I think it's really important to continue to connect with with you know other people and you can never achieve anything with on your own own. you know so it's all about teamwork if the Isle of Man was to close its borders for forever I'm sure that we'd get to a point where we'd hit like maximum of everything we could potentially achieve and we need to be able to connect with the outside community and and have an international outlook in order to make the Isle of Man you know as best it can be and continue to evolve I think if we were to shut our borders forever I would be really sad because it just wouldn't be able to the Isle of Man would 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 just continue to be the same that it that it has been and always will be you know if if we weren't to keep this this loving connection with our friends in the UK and 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 further afield yes (laughs) yeah definitely I mean you, people, you know, everyone knows that we should be mindful of what is going on all over the world, but I think particularly um, to remember that we are sort of part of the UK, I don't want to offend anyone listening, is more proudly than I am, but we do have these connections and, um, you know, I think we can learn a lot from the UK and I think especially now the UK can, can learn a lot from us, so maybe in a way it's it's more important for us to, to be aware of what's happening over there, you know, now we're... Um, we're getting recognised more across for how well we're doing and stuff and maybe we're almost seen as setting a standard so I think we should like you said like have that empathy for what's going on across and be aware that we are in a, a position where we can help in ways that people across can't help each other mm-hmm. um, and you know maybe in our position we can reach out to our friends across or just help more local businesses across um, and things like that I think would really help us to sort of keep that connection um, also celebrate what we can what we can do here definitely i mean people are isolated you know and so if we're not isolated and we're able to reach out and albeit through zoom or whatever medium to have a connection uh to to help people feeling isolated and alone Mm -hmm. then i think that's our duty Mm -hmm. i think it really is important to help others that's just kind of general life advice yeah (laughs) Help others. Yeah, definitely. Um, you guru, you. <laughs> Can you quote, quote her on me? that? <laughs> we've got Pilates, we've got mindfulness. The podcast really taking a turn at this point. No mistake. <laughs> um, so yeah, my, my final question for today to finish on the podcast is um, what can we actually be doing to support as... Um, Manx locals, as people outside of, of lockdown, what can we do to support our independent businesses over here and across in the UK? I know for me, I'm increasingly, when I, um, because I've been shopping more online and in person a lot over the last mm-hmm. 12 months, but I've been turning more and more to like Instagram to find Manx Inspiration, Instagram and Facebook um, to find these new independent businesses coming up of of locals on the island but then I've been going a lot through Etsy to get my stuff across and trying to support local over there and staying mindful mm-hmm. you know I'm from um, 
I was living in Leeds before I came here, so I'm always looking at the Yorkshire, Yorkshire independent businesses. But um, what have what have you guys been doing? Not just for people making and selling, but also you know services. How would you say that that we can keep supporting local and independent? I think um, I think kind of just what you said in that like shopping local. I think it's about. Uh, changing habits and I'm mm. kind of preaching to myself as much and not to yeah. just order something off Amazon but to talk about strawberries then Chloe <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's <laughs> leave the strawberries <laughs> uh, no I just mean um, yeah to, to support support the people that you know um, obviously you know at Christmas it was it was a big push to shop local and support local when buying gifts and stuff and I think that that should remain throughout the year I think support smaller companies look out for them um and i think yeah i, I think so we've diff- found yeah we've found a lot of support from bigger businesses actually that have helped us and people like bigger companies bigger theater companies across in the uk giving us the time of day to educate us to explain things to us and i think for us we've just been really um happy to be like we're new and we're sorry if we're naive about this can you help yeah um everything has to start from somewhere yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's really important to remember that that if you support um sheila who's making scarves actually in 10 years time sheila might have a worldwide scarf business and you have been a key part of Mm. of of sheila's journey and we love sheila and i if (laughs) if, you know i'm proud to have supported (laughs) sheila and i think that's really exciting (laughs) can if anyone's out there called sheila um, (laughs) i will buy a scarf from you (laughs) yeah um absolutely yeah and if and if we we had a really lovely um example of of someone who couldn't attend our our panto this year Mm -hmm. and they reached out to us and they said i want to i I want to buy uh, a pay for a donation and and pay for the 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 what the tickets would have cost if we'd come to see it and what a lovely thing to do just because she wanted to support small businesses and she mm-hmm. empathized how it how it is to start off in business particularly in the arts and that's you know super cool let's let's do it let's support local let's buy manx food and um martin manx and strawberries in june um you'll be you're, i'm sure you'll know the quote is it is it one pound that you spend in the manx economy will 183 comes back and i'm the i'm the guru <laughs> something like that um that's awesome isn't it? it yeah but yeah that's that's amazing if you get one of them gray canvas bags they that were sold at the Araman food and drink festival you'll never forget such quote uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i love that you mentioned as well chloe that you said you're, you're preaching to yourself and i think yeah you know it's so we're all learning like yeah. i'm the exact same as well and i was awful for just going straight to amazon yeah, or yeah. Something it's like easy that. isn't it yeah and you just put in the search bar and everything's there and we're yeah. all and it does it takes longer to find mm, yeah. um independent businesses and newer startups and stuff so it's not that easy i feel like sometimes you can make it sound like it's it's easy and that you can just it'll just pop up on mm-hmm, your social media mm-hmm, or something and it, mm-hmm. it won't it, and you know don't let it take over your life to try and you know don't feel guilty if you've went and bought something off amazon once in a while or something like that and you know we're all trying to be more mindful of climate change in the same way and sort of being more aware of our environment and stuff and we're all sort of learning in this process but um i think everyone's working together that's the whole point that's why we're trying to support more local and i think like um 
I think when you've kind of shifted your mindset a little bit to do that, I think then you kind of notice more and you notice yeah. the smaller shops yeah. that maybe you wouldn't have yeah. seen before or you notice that your, your cousin on uh, Instagram has actually yeah. got something really nice yeah. that you'd like to buy. Uh, there so was just, a, a lovely wee quote at Christmas that was going around that was... Um, Every time you buy something from a small business, you know they'll just they'll do a little what you'll jig. what you'll get, and they'll be doing a little jig, you know, for every sale that you yeah. get. And it's so not wrong. We had all of our ticket sales coming through on our phone. We got a really obsessed with checking, you know, who's bought a ticket and and how long ago. And I'm like, Chloe, four more have been bought, and you know, literally another <laughs> jig then comes out. Yeah, and it's so satisfying. And the happiness that that actually comes from and, yeah, you feel good by supporting a local business, and yeah. and obviously the local business. Is, is buzzing about it and mm-hmm. and if we can keep spreading this lovely positive energy and and uh, empathy and generosity what a lovely little world we'd live in yeah preach yeah definitely so if if you know of any independent businesses out there to all our listeners or um services or new startups just spread the word to all your friends about it um even if you heard it and you thought i do not want to buy what they're selling just tell people anyway yeah because <laughs> they might want to share it <laughs> yeah. like it like exactly um so yeah i think that's that's pretty much it yeah. for today yeah um thank you guys so much for for coming on it's been so lovely to talk to you both um is there anything that you want to share with us before we go i know that you've got exciting plans yes please can we do a big old plug um Absolutely. so so we are hella little people um we we produce children's theatre on the isle of man and um you can find out loads more about us at hello littlepeople.com um and we're really excited to be producing a island first it's an absolute children's classic we've been given expressed permission by the doll estate it's taken many and many a email and um <laughs> exclusively yeah we're really excited to be producing the twits this <laughs> april uh, for at the Gaiety Theatre for two, three, three days, five performances. It's the two of us performing a seven-person show. So wow. that is going to be that exciting. That doesn't make you want to yeah. buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to see how that goes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, the, and being transformed into a twit. Yes, I can't wait to be Mr. Twit. <laughs> yes, and I'm Mrs. Twit. <laughs> so make sure you get out and get your tickets to go and see the twits it sounds like it's going to be an amazing show and definitely not one that you want to miss and that wraps everything up for today Uh, a couple notes to our listeners from us here at the arts council that our funding round is still open but only for a few more days so make sure you get your application in before the closing date which is midnight on friday the 12th of feb Our Literary Lockdown project was an amazing success. Thank you to everyone that sent in um, pieces of creative writing and all 28 spots for the work to be shown on our social media have now been filled. So we are not accepting any more submissions for that specifically. However, um, all submissions, including those that we didn't get a chance to share, will be going in the Manx National Heritage Collecting COVID Isle of Man archive such a mouthful so if you have a piece of creative writing that you made in response to any of our prompts please continue to send them our way this month for inclusion in the max national heritage archive and the final note i promise you may have seen um our announcement on social media that we are publishing an isle of man arts council collaborative artist book um i'm so full of mouthfuls this afternoon uh so this book and the podcast 
are the two projects that I will be leading during my internship and I am beyond excited that they are both now out in the open. Uh, the collaborative artist book titled Ellen, which is the Manx word for art, is dedicated to contemporary fine art um, by our finest local artists and there is an open call for submissions for all members of the public to participate. If you have an artwork that you want to be shown professionally in an exhibition or to be included in the book, and to be included in the book, you do get both, uh, please, please, please head over to our socials, Alvman Arts Council or head to iomarts.com and information regarding everything I've mentioned will be on the website and on our socials. So thank you again to Chloe and Michelle from Hello Little People who joined me today and thank you to everyone who joined to listen. See you next episode.